All right. Hey, everyone. This is Eric with the Hey Eric podcast. And today I got a cool guest, Arena. Um, we work together. We're in the same office. We both sell real estate. She lives in Twilla. I live in Salt Lake, but she comes to our Salt Lake office all the time because she does a lot of business all around the valley. So welcome, Arena. Hi, Eric. Um, tell me a little bit, bit about yourself, I guess, to start out. So um, I'm originally from Russia, so I am dual-lingual. Oh, um, nice. So I do speak Russian and obviously English. Um, I live in Tula, like you said. I Before that, I was actually on Ninth and Ninth, so I'm definitely like a city girl at heart, but live in the country and love it. Um, and I love doing business out there. You know, I think that it's smaller than Salt Lake, so therefore, you know, not a whole lot of knowledge as to the inventory and things like that um, that's happening out there, but we got a lot of action going on out there, so I love doing business out there. Um, and then, just a little bit about me, I got two kiddos, the husband, kind of the white picket fence American dream, <laughs> um, and yeah, I love to travel, I love to read, I love to be on the beach every basic thing you can say I love to do. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. I, I'm pretty basic too. Yeah, so speaking of Tooele, I, I have a, my friend Nick Marcosi, and he owns Marcosi and Auto. Mm -hmm. He actually just bought a building out there oh. to repair and like recon cars, mm -hmm. um, and, and he's selling cars out there. So he's actually going to be, he's he's incentivizing some employees to, to move out there just to be closer for that. Uh -huh. So I've been talking to him a lot about Tooele. I'll, I'll, have to put you in touch with him oh yeah absolutely but yeah it's it's a great place because you get the rural feel but you're you know it's definitely a, a city mm -hmm. but you're also what 20 minutes 30 minutes from downtown salt lake yep as soon as you jump on the freeway it's about 21 minutes to get off on the six south exit so that's awesome yeah, i gotta ask are they ever gonna add another road to run parallel to I-80 in case there's an accident. We actually have another road. They Is it that frontage one up on the hill? Um, no. So uh, what they did was if you go past the Tooele exit, there's one more exit that will take you kind of in between Grantsville and Erda. It'll pop you out. You can either get off kind of closer to Stansbury or you're right in the middle on Erda Way, which will just take you right in the middle of Erda. So if nice. there's ever an accident, you just bypass that and it'll bring you like in the middle of Tooele instead of at the beginning. Yeah, nice. So. Very cool. Very cool. And so, you know, with going back to real estate, uh, you've been doing it, what, five or six years now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And and what are you seeing right now in the market? Because obviously everyone's super concerned about the market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're hearing a lot of recession talk. We're seeing rates rise. Um, what have you experienced when representing buyers and sellers? So I think that there's this misconception that prices are falling like crazy. You see price reduction after price reduction. And if you kind of peel back the layers and start to look at what is actually going on, I would say it's not so much that people are cutting their prices down. It's they're bringing prices to where they, around the area they should be. So they start out by shooting for the moon and then they just kind of get reasonable as to what it should cost instead of having all these bidding wars so with it looking like prices are going down that could be an illusion um, we are seeing more houses on the market which is amazing and that gives our buyers so much more inventory to choose from they're not pigeonholed into just that one house that they got their offer accepted on so they're going with it because it feels like life or death you know so I definitely think that it's great for our sellers if we're setting reasonable expectations with them and it's 
absolutely amazing for our buyers just because it does open up a lot more doors. And I think that with um, rates, you know, yes, they are going up, but they are still in a very reasonable, as far as historically, when we look at rates, they're, they're still low. Well, so I saw an article where they're back to where they were right before the pandemic. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. America, because of the 2008 recession and because of just the monetary policy that, that the United States uses, modern day Americans are addicted to 0% rates, which- 0% anything. Yeah, which translates over to mortgage rates and keeps those too artificially low. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to, you know, my dad or just anyone that was during, buying a house in the 80s when the rate was 19% yeah. or 20%, they're like five and a half, mm-hmm. five? That's that's a gold mine. Yeah. Um, so I think it's the modern day American, maybe the millennial, like when all you've heard is, you know, 3%, 3%, mm-hmm. 3%, you see four and a half, and you're like, whoa, I'm getting ripped off. When yeah. in reality, no, that's that's really good. And we also have to educate our buyers. Um, maybe it's not necessarily our duty because this would be more of a loan officer kind of conversation, but just letting them know, hey, what you're seeing advertised, you know, from all the big <laughs> lenders out here in Salt Lake, once again, let's peel back the layers on that. What does it take to get that rate? Are you that 800 FICO, you know, 20% out client? Maybe, but the, those are the things that I feel like we also have to educate. There's just a lot of education to be had. Yeah. Well, you see those billboards all the time, you know, rate at, you know, whatever amount. Mm-hmm. You probably got to buy that down. Yes. And, and buying down rate is when I, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the buyer pays money mm-hmm. to the to the lender or to yeah whoever's loaning the money they pay money in advance to get a lower interest rate over the 30-year term yes. or whatever term they decide on mm-hmm. and i remember when i refinanced my house um the first time this was in like 2013 or uh-huh. something uh, i was talking to my lender and he's like the average american refinances or moves within six or seven years mm-hmm. so if you're not planning if you're planning to do anything within six or seven years don't even buy down your rate because yeah. the break-even period is after that. Exactly. And that's something, if you have a good loan officer, he will go over all of that. He will tell you what the benefits are. Will it help you to buy down your rate? Well, this is your break-even point, you know, et cetera, as far as um, the rates are concerned. But, yeah, look at the APR. Ask questions. You know, why is the APR different than the rate you're seeing? All of those things. And like I said, if you have a strong loan officer they will also educate them in that oh yeah absolutely like it's it all comes down to like this team partnership world in any business real estate Mm -hmm. especially because you have the real estate agent you got the loan officer you got the escrow officer you know any back office people like all those people work in concert and so having someone that you can trust you know to refer you to great people to work with whether it's an agent to a lender or a lender to an agent it's just it's super powerful so that's that's very very true and because education you know you can do all the googling you want but boots on the ground is always going to tell you tell you what's actually happening Mm -hmm. in the current market yeah it's one thing i think to read the information and it's another thing to digest it and understand it the way that it's meant to be understood you know um anybody can read hey rates are going up or rates are going down but what does that really mean and that's where i think that piece is missing with misinformation and people just 
like you said, oh, I have a, a four and a half, I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> well, are you? Yeah, you know. exactly. And the other thing is, if you are a first-time home buyer, even at four and a half, guess whose mortgage you're paying down instead? Yeah. You're paying yours instead of your landlord's. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, as we've seen, we are still seeing um, prices going up in Salt Lake. We're projected, I think, to do another 20% throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so with that, I would just say collect that equity. Get into that house, have it be a stepping stone instead of, I'm looking for my dream home, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes the path to that dream home is gonna be a little zigzaggy. You're gonna have to get into that property that might not have all the amenities, so you can take that cash and that equity position and move it into something that will have all those instead of sitting and waiting because prices are just rising anyways. Yeah. So collect on that while that's what I try to educate my buyers on the most. You know, Arena, I didn't want to necessarily be in this location or I didn't want, you know, this size backyard. I want it bigger. This is how we get you there. Yeah. And I've had multiple clients that called me back, especially at the beginning of the year when prices were like at an all-time high they're like I want to sell and I'm gonna buy my dream home because I can afford to do that yeah and they're not saving thousands of dollars for that down payment they sell their house they buy another yeah yeah so. speaking of prices when you talked about that earlier because um, like last year last fall even like this past January January 2022 the the idea of sellers or the understanding was you know throw it up at whatever price you want mm -hmm. you're probably going to get multiple offers mm -hmm. um and so when you mention that people are still kind of trying to do that there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of sellers trying to do that and so when you see price reductions now in the market they're reducing them to where they should have listed them mm -hmm. Be exactly because the equity is still growing mm -hmm. home values in utah are still growing and they're projected to grow quite a bit as you mentioned uh, just because our economy is so good, jobs are so good. But as a seller, pricing right is very important, mm -hmm. not just throwing it against the wall and see if, seeing if it'll stick, because that that was the way people did it during mm -hmm. the, the hot time of the pandemic. Yeah. Now that that's like all calming out. I, I, I was actually on a bike ride this morning and I talked to, he's, a, he's an agent also, a friend of mine, Ben, and he said, yeah, I've already helped like three, three people that moved to Utah during the pandemic, they're already moving back. Yep. Because they need to get back to work. <laughs> exactly. And you know, we did just, I think we came into the top, either the top or very close to the top of best cities to, for the middle class. Yep. So, you know, we have a very strong economy. We have more and more tech jobs coming out here as well as other jobs that the tech jobs provide. So I think that having that middle range is really really healthy for us and it will kind of pump into the housing and we'll see more of that kind of all be supported by the fact that we have all these jobs coming in and people moving from all over you know yeah so it's not a bad place to live yeah so um being uh you know international person traveling uh -huh. quite a bit you probably have friends around the country you probably yeah. travel around our country quite uh, around the united states quite a bit also mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk of recession right now. Yes. And, like, I have friends outside of Utah also that I talked a little about about it. Like, in Utah, I don't see anything big coming down the pipeline in mm -hmm. forms of recession. Yes. Uh, Arena, I want to ask you, like, what do you see for Utah and 
like if you've spoken to anyone around the country, like what are you seeing in those other markets? Well, so I see in Utah, and I was actually just reading an article that says, I know everybody thinks that prices are just going to drop. They're not. They might plateau, but they're not really going anywhere. And um, we do own real estate in other states. So I've been fortunate enough to kind of get to know the markets there. And I have to say that there are some states that are dropping like flies. Fortunately, Utah's not one of them. But then there are your rising stars. You have your Florida, your Arizona. There's a couple places in Arizona that are dipping, but the majority are. They're the next up and coming markets, you know? So I definitely think that it's like a zigzag. It depends on where you are and what what is bringing people there. You know, um, Florida, you got beaches, you got the Airbnb scene, which is, you know, a totally different market. I understand that, but you're still collecting equity. So those could be kind of avenues that some people can take, but places like New York, they're unfortunately dropping and does that show recession? Not necessarily. I think that shows where do people live? Is it crowded? What are the jobs like? So it's a lot more than just, okay, now the prices have dropped. Now they're up. Now they're down. I think there's so many factors that go into it. Yeah. And, and two things on that. Like when we talk about recession, you know, recession is two consecutive quarters of, of negative growth. Mm -hmm. And that happened at the beginning of the pandemic when everything shut down. Yep. The previous time before that was the Great Recession, 2009-ish. Mm -hmm. And before that, there was a, probably a dot-com bubble was one. Yep. There was probably one in the early 90s. There, mm -hmm. was, there was the savings and loan crisis of the eight, like early 80s, I think. That's why Reagan started dropping rates so much. Um, and through, throughout most of these recessions, like recession is GDP. Yes. Housing market is, is separate from that. Yes. And over a lot of these recessions, not every time do housing prices follow. Exactly. Like the pandemic, housing prices didn't follow. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the government, you know, pumped up stimulus. Um, the Great Recession, most of our generation, when they think of recession, they only think of the Great Recession. And that's all we know. I mean, if you think of everybody that's buying houses right now, the majority, we have millennials that live through that. They saw their parents lose their jobs. They saw the stress it caused on their families, even though they might have not been old enough to understand it. And now, unfortunately, they're giving the advice to the younger generations of this fear-based in the housing market, you know, us millennials, we've become parents, and maybe our kids aren't old enough to understand, but we still kind of have a, if, we do, if you don't work in the industry, we have kind of a funny way of talking about it, you know, like, oh, everything just crashed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that's, our parents didn't do us any favors, but they didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and in addition, like, when you talk about, like, why Utah economy is so strong, Utah has a, a lot of stuff going for it. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, Florida is tourism. Yes. Guess what we have? We have tourism. We have five national parks. We got like eight world-class ski mm -hmm. resorts. We had the Olympics in 2022, or excuse me, 20, 2002. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, did they announce that? Not did yet. We, get it? we should get them for 2030 <laughs> though. And but in addition to that, we have a, a governor and a legislator that's huge on pushing job growth. Yep. Um, we they approved that inland port that's go, going in by the Salt Lake Airport. So we, we combine these jobs with these recreation activities, and that's why so many people come here. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying I want you to come here, um, because <laughs> I'd rather people move to Denver. Yeah. Because I, I want to keep Salt yes, Lake reasonably exactly. small, because uh -huh. the, the canyons are already too full of cars. Uh -huh. um, 
but the tour buses in Zion. Yeah, yeah. Like I've only, I think I've only been to Zion's National Park once. Yeah, and it was like in in the middle of winter. Yeah, best um, time to go. <laughs> but so it's that big combination of things and like building out an ecosystem. Like St. George, most of that's tourism. Yes, there's do- jobs there for for sure. But like St. George and Zion's National Park, they have built out a whole ecosystem. It is so like bicycle friendly, yes. um, senior citizen friendly. There's so many activities. Mm-hmm. There's like some free museum there you can go oh, to. Yeah. There's so much to do. So when cities like build out things for people to come and do, mm-hmm. it helps continue that growth and continue that demand in that community. Well, I moved, so when we moved to Utah in 2003, we actually moved to St. George. Oh. So I went to high school in St. George. I, you know, and for the longest time I didn't get it. I thought it was just kind of like, this retired community and maybe back then it was but it is not what it used to be I mean the amount of amenities they have brought into St. George and you know you have people that are looking for the outdoor life so where Sedona and Mesa and those kind of places used to fill that hole now people are finding out about St. George and it's pretty comparable and you also have people that are on different paths in life and they go out there seeking something like something always brings them there yeah um and there's so much to do now i mean they just had the uh iron man world championship mm -hmm. like that's huge that i don't think that's left hawaii for decades yeah but hawaii i think they're still pretty not that they're shut down with covid but something happened and utah's like yeah we'll we'll bring it here all day long yeah and it's (laughs) funny because for us like we have friends from buffalo so east coast far away and they come in for like senior games and stuff like that and i'm like how do people even know what st george (laughs) is but it is becoming such a hot place to be and real estate is very strong there it prices are rising things that i wish i would have had the money for in 2005 is now like 10 times the price um but it can support that yeah my, my friend sent me this listing yesterday down there um, it was a $2 million house in this new community they're building mm-hmm. and they call it like beachfront property because they put in this fake lake, <laughs> which, you know, that's for another topic. Like why, <laughs> why, why you're building a fake lake in St. George? Like hopefully yeah. that, hopefully that's around in 20 years because uh-huh. right now they're trying to fill Lake Powell back up. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. but it was a $2 million Airbnb type investment yep. property. And that just blew my mind. Like it's three stories high, tons of beds because it's Airbnb, a $2 million like rental property there yeah and the reason it is so pricey is the fact that you just said airbnb st george has actually come down with a lot of um, legislature and zoning restrictions on airbnbs so airbnbs down there are hot commodities and they don't have enough hotels for when things like iron man come or the senior games whatever the hot ticket is in town they don't have enough place for everybody because it is. It was a small little town, and now all of a sudden everybody's going there. Yeah. So, slapping Airbnb with anything to do with St. George, that's said to be a money mine, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, well, very cool. Um, what else can we talk about? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I was going to say, my brother-in-law is actually a builder in St. George. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's and cool. lot prices have gone from like two hundred thousand to three fifty for like a quarter acre. For a quarter acre, three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, that's insane. Lot prices, yeah. And building right now has got to be so hard, like just getting concrete. I, I yes. my friend I talked Windows. to today, everything's way Simple out. Simple things that you don't even think of, like doors or a roof. Yeah. You know that you think are just magically appear <laughs> out of nowhere. All of a sudden, now they're six months out, twelve months out. Have things improved for them at all with like the whole supply chain issue? It, if it's not one thing, it's another. So they get excited that they got windows, but now they can't get doors. You know, they can't. So it depends, but they have kind of seemed, it, it's who you know as well. Yeah. So if you have good relationships with your suppliers and you're, you got those strong bonds that they trust you over this guy they don't know, then you should be fine. That's a lot like real estate too. When you know the listing agent or the buyer's agent yep. and you can trust them, like you know that they're going to work well you know, to, to get, get the deal done. Um, because there's always, in, in any negotiation, usually the goal is to, to get to the finish line. Absolutely. Yes. And there's always some out there, out there that are like, no, we're just here to be, you know, stick in the mud mm -hmm. or like dig our feet in on certain things. And... If and I've had this happen a lot, like as you get to know in the building industry, whether it's suppliers or in real estate where it's other agents, you know, building trust over time. And this this translates to everywhere in life, absolutely. to be honest. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. I was just talking to my mom about this um, this morning as I was driving in. And I just said, you know, that you have agents that are just like my client, my responsibility. I don't care about anything else. Well, your responsibility to your client is to make this happen for them. And some agents, I don't know how to put it any other way, they're not problem solvers. They don't have it. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to work together. Um, even though they feel like you guys are playing on separate teams because it's like buyers pitted against the seller, but really are we not all just trying to make it happen for our clients and make sure everything goes smoothly? I think so. I just had a listing where I was the listing agent and the buying agent could not get a hold of the HOA and something within the HOA paperwork was whether the loan gets approved or not. Oh wow. And we had multiple offers. She had hard earnest money, um, the buyer, and I could have said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You're going to have to figure it out. And they probably couldn't have because the HOA was so hard to get in touch with. And we would have collected their earnest money and put it back on the market on the next and closed in two weeks. And the little caveat to that is the seller was on the HOA board. Yeah. So I had access to everything. So I got them every single piece of paperwork they needed. He was so grateful to me and it was so weird because I'm like, no, no, no this is what decent people do. Yeah. But he's, oh, thank you so much for helping us. So I just think karma's real I know that some people are like oh that's a woo woo term but <laughs> I really do think it what goes around comes around especially in Salt Lake it is not a big you know metropolis where we do have quite a bit of agents but the agents that are doing business are always doing business with the same agents yeah we call it so, small lake city yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah so I definitely think that kindness costs you nothing no for so. sure for sure, yeah, and it go it goes a long way, and it translates to a lot of good things in the future. Absolutely, just always being nice, giving, providing, supporting things yeah. like that.
Yeah. And in that instance, you know, could it have been good for my client to collect an extra 5000 Yeah, but she's also not that person either. She couldn't have mentally, like, been okay with that. But then that puts us out even more weeks. So I'm not doing any favors to my client. Maybe I got her more money, but now her moving van needs to be... You know, things like that. It's like a domino effect mm -hmm. that sometimes it just takes a little bit of problem solving and... Yeah, very cool. Everything's good. Very cool. Well, you know, I think that that's that's a, a great conversation about our current market and what's mm -hmm. going on, and and just you know, I guess the life of an agent and yeah. interest rates and things like that. But it's it's definitely a big industry that we're in, and you know, I I as we already mentioned, the future I think is very bright for Utah. Yeah. We're still doing, everyone's doing a lot to keep this state great, and I think it's going to continue that way. Anything you want to share before we before we log off? I don't think so. I think my biggest thing is just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the message I want to convey. I would totally um, uh, agree with that. I actually made a coffee mug. I don't have it here. It says, like, be kind. Yeah. Something like that. Always. <laughs> yeah. it, it literally costs you nothing, and it could give you so much more than you can even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, cool. Well, hey, thanks, everyone, for, for joining us for this conversation. If you have any questions, you can drop them in the comments below. You can reach out to Arena or me. Um, we work together on a lot of stuff. So thanks again. See ya.